to the Boxing Rant Podcast. Leave your kid gloves at home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can what up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 356 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined, as always, by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? You know, it's not on the rundown. I don't see his name there. But before we start the show, we got to cover this Edgar Berlanga shit. Oh, where? Uh, he fought last night, Ken. Did he? Yes. The coining of the monster. Let, let's top rank. It's time to put it to bed. He is now the island boy. This guy's <laughs> fucking awful, Ken. Awful. <laughs> hey, dude, they should have just kept him on that Deontay plan, but like everybody got so loud and was like, we need to see him in a real fight. Step him up, man. He's just knocking out <laughs> bums in the first round. Well, we were right. Yeah. 20 fights and 38 rounds later, Ken. It's just time to get rid of that nickname. There, there's only one monster. Yeah. He fought on Tuesday night. He's actually qualified for the TBR rundown, bro. <laughs> okay. He makes the cut. He made the cut, bro. <laughs> you know, when you have fucking hair like a, I don't know, like a Japanese Ken doll, you make the rundown. You're at number one. You can call yourself whatever the fuck yeah, you, you want. That guy looks like he should head a K-pop band. <laughs> he's, he's gay. He's gay. <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, Rainbow, Rainbow was funny. You know, now everywhere Rainbow is gay. It's gay, yes. <laughs> Hijack that shit, Ken. Yeah, dude, there's only one monster. They need to like drop the shtick. Edgar Berlanga, he could he could have been that attraction. Unfortunately, for once, Top Rank listened to us, and, <laughs> and they got him some real competition. Well, I mean, when you feed the guy 16 first round knockouts to start his career. What the fuck do you think is going to happen when you feed him any kind of semblance of a fighter at all? Well, that's just it. I mean, and it, and it just so happens. I don't know if this was planned or not, but it takes place on the same exact day that another fighter who's been protected for strange reasons also fought in Jaime Munguia, right? <laughs> yeah. The difference is, is that when Jaime Munguia is like, oh, okay, I guess I'll fight another fucking bum. At least he goes in there and knocks their head off. Uh, Every uh, single time with Berlanga, it's like they're 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 feeding him the same level of competition, and he's genuinely struggling. I'm sorry, but to me, when I watch Jaime Munguia fighting last night and Edgar <laughs> Berlanga, I can't help but think that two boxing promotional companies are milking two fan a Mexican fan base and a Puerto Rican fan base off of myths. Oh, what? Felix Verdejo? Oh, he murdered somebody. Berlanga, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> he, dude, I completely, this has slipped my mind. Berlanga tried to bite Angulo last night. Awesome. Like legit Mike Tyson style. I, I'm not kidding you. And he didn't get any no. any, any souvenirs? Uh, I, no, he, he missed on his bite, just like he misses with his fucking shots all the time. <laughs> but then fucking Angulo gets chided by the referee for being the biter. It's like, no, dude. He was trying to fucking bite me. I, it's, dude, I'm telling you, Berlanga, it, it's over. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing with the guy, but feed him to somebody else in your stable and build them up off of Berlanga. I, I honestly thought that he should have kept up that momentum, uh, not of the knockout streak, but of the videos of him using his wife's butt cheeks as a, as a heavy bag. <laughs> he had her hanging upside down. That's right. <laughs> he, he had her hanging. He fucking peaked. 
<laughs> I should have just kept those up, man. Opened a Triller account or a TikTok account, something, you know. Uh, oh, my only fans, man. That, that's how these cats be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of that, I, I'm hearing, like, there's some, some boxing writers opening up OnlyFans accounts. Uh, they just want to buy their parents' homes, Ken. Just leave them be. <laughs> <laughs> It's for a good cause, Ken. Well, I've been looking for a substantial audience to show my pecker to for a while. <laughs> <laughs> People ask me, how, how is it hell <laughs> at 90 miles an hour? <laughs> I've been wanting to do one of those Mythbusters specials on my pecker. <laughs> do some thrust gauges, some, some speed gauges on your thrust. <laughs> this is it true or not. We're here to debunk the myth. Uh, you guys throwing knuckle curves in there. <laughs> yeah, so needless to say, my, my OnlyFans account wouldn't get much traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but good luck to those um, who who dabble. Oh, yes, of course. Good luck. <laughs> good luck to you. All right, well, we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 356 of the Boxing Rant podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, the podcast is available anywhere audio shows are available. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and check out the video version of the Boxing Rant podcast on our YouTube channel. Support the show, patreon.com backslash Boxing Rant. And follow us on Twitter, at Vince Cummings 81 and at Kenny Keith Jr. All right, Vin, let's head back to Tuesday night uh, as Niowa Inouye versus Nonito Donaire Part 2. From Japan, a rematch of some people's fight of the year, the first time it took place. In a way, and Donaire coming into this fight, you predicted, Vin, that this would be the end of the run for Nonito Donaire and that a hellacious body shot would do Donaire in later in the fight. Well, it just so happens, uh, you knew exactly how this fight was going to go. As soon as he fucking landed, that sawed-off shotgun right hand came out of nowhere, Caught Nonito Donaire so fucking flush, so much power. Just, uh, dude, it was precision. In a way, did exactly what you said he was going to do. He was going to come in here and say, no, 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 no. That first fight, I may have been a little starstruck. You know, it might have been like when Gojira got in the ring for the first time with King Kong. He was like, oh, oh that's motherfucking King Kong. Right. You know, he, he, he probably, he, he wasn't like, Oh, shit. Here comes another fucking giant monkey. I'm going to have to light on fire. <laughs> you know? he, he gave him his props. Um, maybe a little bit too much because Nonito Donaire decided that he wanted to rearrange Niall Inouye's face in the first fight. But, man, uh, the monster made a fucking statement and stomped out the Filipino flash quick. Uh, dude, right after the fight, uh, Donaire's being interviewed, and he said that right hand was the hardest punch he's ever been hit with in his life. Even harder than the right hand from Diaxman. Hey, he didn't see it coming. I, I, and I heard somebody call the punch a baseball punch, and I, th I think that's perfect because his, his arm is here, and he just kind of just, there's no waste of motion, and it just almost looks like he just, boom, like pops it over like he's, throwing a baseball real quick dude it's so, that's why i love this fucking guy like I'm, I'm ready to pull my dick out when i start talking about this mm. guy now because when you watch him i don't think there's anybody in boxing that is as deliberately fucking destructive of a fighter as like this guy does not throw any throwaway punches he came out in that fight and was like this ain't going past fucking three you ain't doing shit to me tonight, old man. Sorry, I'm going to straighten this out real quick. Anybody who thought that first fight was close, let me go ahead and just say that was an aberration. 
I will fucking destroy whoever I want to destroy when I want to destroy them. The systematic, just absolute fucking destruction. His punches. There's nobody in boxing that, that throws punches so short, so hard, so accurate, and wastes no motion. Like, there's no, there's no bring back. There's no... It's all from from where he holds his. If gloves. he's a quarterback, he's got that elite elite delivery speed. That's he, yeah. That's he's Dan Marino yeah. in the pocket, like mm-hmm. just zip and it's out and it hits him and it's like holy, f- what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I know it's hyperbole and I know it's all this nonsense and getting caught up in the moment. But when I wa- every time I watch him fight, I can't help but want to put him at number one pound for pound. And I know that's the new thing, just because of being caught up in the moment and all that. But there's just something about him that's so different than any other fighter in boxing right now and the way he fucking does it. It's like, this is this is what I fucking tune in for. Right. This guy is not here to play games. He is here to fucking hurt whoever he is in the ring with. And he likes Nonito Donaire. Like, he is fond of Nonito Donaire, his family, his kids. That doesn't mean shit. He's trying to fucking hurt this man, and he did. I, you know, I don't know if it's the end of Donaire's career. I would suggest you're 40 years old, probably time to walk away. I mean, maybe if in a way moves up to 122, you can get a belt back at 118 or whatever. And 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 what a fucking great career! And I'm, I don't mean to, to to besmirch or take anything away from Donaire because of what happened to him against Inouye. He's doing that to everybody. This motherfucker is 18 and 0 with 16 knockouts in championship fights against either a champion at the time or former champion. There's nobody in boxing that, that does that. I can't think of any fighter. You know, Lomachenko's run through three divisions, making guys quit very close to it. But in a way, it's just a little different. Fucking destroying guys inside two, three rounds, taking them out. I fucking love this guy, Ken. I cannot stress how much I love watching this guy fight. I'm not going to argue with anybody that has in a way at number one because you'd be you'd have to argue against him to be in another position. And yeah, how do you build that argument? Well, I don't have anything bad to say about anything that he does. He thoroughly entertains me, like you said. He goes for blood every time he's out there. Um, he's he is so reminiscent. He's like a combination almost of. Roman Gonzalez and Gennady Golovkin mm-hmm. because Golovkin's one of these guys too. We talked about it on his rise when he was fucking taking scalps about how economical he of a puncher he was. Yep. You know, he never, he never pulled his shots. He never wasted his shots. It just, it, everything landed with accuracy and precision, um, you know, a much bigger weight class. So, right. you know, different speeds and different, you know, levels of punching. But when you combine that, you, you, you get, sort of that master boxer emphatic in your face precision accuracy relentlessness of a chocolatito mm-hmm. he's not throwing as many punches but if you combine the two of them and what they do best i, I think you get in a way the only thing that i would say it's not it's not besmirching in a way whatsoever i think one of the uh, uh main points when people talk about who's number one now is it in a way or is it Usyk? that people don't talk about about Usyk's run. Mm-hmm. One of the most impressive things about Usyk's run, yeah, he went on the road for all of it, right? Mm-hmm. He, he won the World Boxing Super Series, won all five belts at cruiserweight, now has three belts at heavyweight. The most impressive thing about that entire story is that he's done it 
in a boxing style that's earned him an argument at the top of a pound-for-pound list. Mm -hmm. That's the most impressive thing, is that he hasn't been doing it like in a way where he's been going out there and just blasting these guys out with this amazing, fundamental, explosive technique. He's been doing this at weight classes where people get knocked out all the fucking time from one punch. Mm -hmm. He's been going around outboxing motherfuckers. Yeah. Out, outsmarting them. You know what I mean? And that's what's impressive about that run. So if you put that run next to what Inouye is doing, it's different. It's the same thing. But I think what it does do is you're seeing almost complete pictures on two fighters that if they even push it to another level, they're going to be even harder um, to knock down from those precipices, right? If Usyk goes and stops Anthony Joshua, we'll be prisoner of that moment. Oh, absolutely. Just like we'll be prisoner of this moment. And then if Terrence Crawford or Errol Spence, whoever wins that fight, and yep. if, if one of them were to, to win that fight emphatically, then where do they go on the list? I don't even know if the winner of that fight, winning that fight emphatically, could supplant these two yet. You uh, could make an argument for Crawford. I don't think you could for Spence, if that makes any sense, because Crawford's already been through a few divisions. This exactly. is still one division for Spence. What it's going to do is make next week's episode where we reveal the top 10 pound for pound <laughs> of all time. The only list that always fucking matters. Yes. Right? Yes. Is the boxing rant pound for pound countdown. Um, yeah, that's coming to you next week. So we'll talk more in depth about it. But Niowa Inouye's performance, you know, I, I've learned not to be prisoner of the moment anymore. After I you know, saturate the globe with, with, with frozen ropes and the room is decorated <laughs> as if Spider-Man was in here decorating for Halloween himself. <laughs> what I tend to do is Clears I... Clears one's mind a bit. Well, I tend, to, I tend to take a deep breath, back away for a second. And <laughs> Grab then, a towel. And then... <laughs> I blow on it for a minute. <laughs> yes, yes. And then when all things have simmered down and my thought process <laughs> is back to rational, <laughs> then I'm able to <laughs> I'm able to have a coherent conversation about who the pound for pound king is. Yep, yep, I hear you. You know, because if you do it while you come in there with the full bag, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. No, you're not gonna be thinking clearly. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, but if you do, for some strange reason, have a full bag, I think after this upcoming <laughs> weekend's fights, you'll be running on empty. <laughs> <laughs> because Artur Baturbiev versus Joe Smith, this is the kind of fight that I punch myself in the balls and wonder, why am I not going to this fight? <laughs> right. <laughs> we just got back from a very educational trip in Los Angeles. Fun. <laughs> educational is a good word for it. Kevin. Right. Learned a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Learned a lot of things on that trip. And yet we have this amazing battle of, you know, two different versions of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. You know, we got Zangief versus fucking Joe Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a fucking great matchup, man. It is. Is, is there a better matchup? And, a weight class that consistently delivers high octane violence minus like having superstar names that, that, you know, you see in welterweight and heavyweight and, and, and middleweight, 
there's something about the the light heavyweight division over the last few years that it's been like, you know what? Anytime there's any kind of fight involving two guys in the top five, we get some form of fireworks. Somebody's getting stopped, dropped emphatically, whatever the case may be. And and you look at the odds for Baterbiev Smith. I think Baterbiev's almost a ten to one favorite oh, to win this fight. Tim Bradley don't like them odds. No, no. And, and, and look, I it's a mismatch on paper. I mean, everybody's going to pick Baterbiev to win this fight. But there is that element of of Joe Smith's power and the fact that we've seen Baterbiev dropped multiple times in fights. Oh, yeah. before, so he can get caught. And kind of Joe Smith's awkward like looping overhand shots it's not a, it's not like a it's not a technical boxing style it's a savage boxing style that maybe Arthur Baterbiev hasn't seen that much as a fighter could make it interesting but for Joe Smith in this one if you don't get Baterbiev's respect this guy's going to march right into your kitchen and he is going to rearrange everything in there until you are bloodied and on the canvas i'm scared for Joe Smith in this fight Ken but I also think he could do some damage. And, and, and you know, no matter what the fuck happens in this fight, whether you think it's a mismatch or it's a mismatch in the odds or whatever it is, I can guarantee fucking to you as long as it lasts, it's going to be complete savagery, dude. Like, this, this is a matchup on paper that you just, there's no questioning what's going to happen here. Somebody's going to get fucking hurt badly. Well, yeah. I mean, I talk about it all the time on this show, but it's, it's, it's very similar to Lucas Matisse and Ruslan Provodnikov. Yeah. Like, when that fight was announced, everybody was like, yeah, has there ever been a fight that was announced? And it was it was a fight of the year candidate, and maybe it even disappointed a little bit. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, yeah. You know, that. I mean, that level of savagery. And yeah, I mean, these styles, because let's be honest, if Artur Baterbiev were the type of fighter that was like, oh, I'm just going to sit back and box... He would win 12 nothing in this fight because he is the better boxer. Right. And a big reason why he's been sat down so many times in his career is because Artur Baterbiev is going to bring the fucking smoke. Yeah. You know, he's going to bring the thunder in there, and he's going to be looking for a knockout. Because one thing I've always said about Joe Smith, and, and one of the reasons why I think he's been a little bit overrated, I mean, I know there's some people out there that think Joe Smith is the cream of the crop at 175 pounds, I think that we have not seen Joe Smith in the ring with a guy this sophisticated and this barbaric Mm. simultaneously. Joe Smith, to me, just hasn't been able to show. In in my eyes, he's had big wins. You know what I mean? He's had memorable wins. People have gotten behind the guy. They like who he is, where he comes from, like... You know, kind of this dude's whole fucking lifestyle and mantra. People sweat this dude. I respect his style in the ring. He's going to fucking bring it, right? But let's be honest. The only time he's ever been in the ring with somebody of the caliber of Artur Baterbiev is when he fought Dmitry Bivol, and he got his fucking ears boxed off. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar with Artur Baterbiev, a.k.a. Zangief, he is Dmitry Bivol mixed with Wolverine. <laughs> Right. If Wolverine and Bivol had a baby, it would be Artur Baterbiev, <laughs> right? Yes. So that's why this fight, it, there will be no possibility of a 10-2 to 2, uh, sweeping of the floor with Joe Smith that Dimitri Bivol had with him. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, then, this thing ends around the 7th or 8th round, but it is going to be a bloody fucking mess. Yeah, and I feel like 
Joe Smith is probably tough enough to survive the beating. Like it's going to be one of those things where he's getting beat badly and he's and he's bloodied. Golovkin, Gabe Rosado vibes. Yeah, I mean he's going down. Don't get me wrong, he's going down a, a couple, two, three times in this fight probably. But he'll get up and he's going to take a. You're going to walk out of this fight with even more respect for Joe Smith for taking that the ass beating that he's going to take in this fight. If that, like, I don't mean to sound like I don't want to kill this kid before he even gets in the ring and like there's no reason to watch this fight he might die Ken. yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean it, it's just uh, archer perturbiev's a different fucking animal man and and you know we talk about pound for pound list next week and this guy he's been too inactive to find his way on and stay on pound for pound list but is there anything that this guy possesses that says he doesn't belong in a pound for pound list um i don't know we have not consulted about our list yet and i will use the same techniques and the same cooling off you know you know you know how like when you're on a treadmill and the treadmill always suggests after you almost have a heart attack it's like okay walk it off Let's cool down a, session cool down session <laughs> i will apply the same metrics <laughs> and techniques when making my version of the pound for pound list to submit to you for uh editing <laughs> for edits that's the only thing i edit on the show yeah because otherwise if i don't use if i don't talk myself off a ledge i'm gonna hand in my homework assignment but is gonna be at the top <laughs> ken ken the guy wasn't on the list why is he at number one <laughs> hold on man i'm still stroking <laughs> i'm over here grinding Vin. <laughs> Oh. Uh, <laughs> what's your prediction for the fight? I'm going to, I'm going to say Baturbiev gets him in the eighth, ninth round, somewhere in that, in that range. If there's a towel thrown in or the ref steps in spooge towel. I mean, there'll, there'll be a spooge towel <laughs> while viewing. If you care to come to my house. Oh, no. Okay. No, no shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> no shrapnel. Um, if Artur Baturbiev does what we think he's going to do in this fight, then who who does Baturbiev fight next at 175 pounds? We know Canelo. Canelo, Ken. <laughs> no, no, no. Canelo, Canelo ain't climbing that mountain. I'd like to see him go up to cruiserweight. Like, what else are you going to do at light heavyweight? I know he's not really a huge guy, and that may be a bit of a stretch for him. But what are you like? What else are you going to do? You're just going to continue to beat the next guy who comes up at 175. I know. There's been chatter of Vozdik coming back. Do we need to see that matchup no, again? No, absolutely not. Why would you bring <laughs> That would be like, <laughs> yeah, that would be like uh, getting fucked in the ass randomly <laughs> and then being like, <laughs> the next day. I mean, I and bled, then, but then, I'll, I'd try it again. The next day you go back to the same street corner and be like, hey, where, where's that dude at? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of hurt, but I feel like if we keep doing it, it might... <laughs> Yeah, we don't need to. No, don't walk down that street again. You don't need. To. I took my first loose poo in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I think. That is an effect, though. It, it is a sign of it. Should be on the warning label for Artur Baturbiev. <laughs> Could cause anal leakage. <laughs> Hold on, I got to bring this up now. Did you happen to see this? Since we're on the subject. <laughs> Did you happen to see this fucking commercial that Postmates did talking about Gay Pride Month and and the things that gay people should be eating to not have an accident on somebody's dick? Ah, dude, I could fucking believe it. It was seriously the funniest fucking commercial I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like, is this fucking real? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to have to show it to my girl, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of coming out of there with remnants. <laughs> like, you're like, bitch, you gave me monkeypox. <laughs> Oh, back to boxing. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Mm, I like that. All right, so if the odds are minus 1,000 on Artur Baturbiev to do some kind of beating on Joe Smith Jr., is there anything worth betting on this? Is this, is this purely round betting here? I, uh, yeah, it's round betting because I think even the knockout is like minus 330 for, yeah. for Baturbiev. There's yeah. no value here. Is there anything on this undercard then? Uh, no, nothing worth watching. I'm, I'm going to start boycotting undercards, Ken. Yeah. I'm going to start boycotting boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. At least for another couple weeks. Well, I mean, there's excellent fights on the horizon, but like, they just get so greedy, man. They, you know, they want their fucking cake and eat it too. Uh, they do. And yeah. they get it. Pretty soon we're going to have to like start pumping quarters in a machine if we want to hear Mark Kriegel stop talking. Oh, that would be perfect business model, actually. <laughs> I would, dude, I would, you could direct connect my Venmo to ESPN if there was a fucking mute, like a paper mute. <laughs> 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 that paper mute, that should be a feature. Yeah. Oh, Bradley almost lost his career last night, Ken. You missed that. <laughs> what did he say? He's talking about he he made light of that. You remember the, the the African fighter who was like punching the air in the corner and he died of a brain hemorrhage like yeah. two days later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. He like makes light of the situation and him and Tessator are laughing about it. It's like, guys, did you hear that he fucking died? Like, what are you what are you doing? So they had to come back from commercial break and Bradley's like they're legit like yucking it up about it. And we come back from commercial break, and Bradley's like, "I'm really, I got, I'm gonna have to apologize about what I just said. Apparently, that guy died. It's like, yeah, Tim. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. man, dude, these Berlanga cards are they're they're more exciting than a theme night at a minor league baseball game. <laughs> it is one big gimmick, is is what I'll say. Oh, man. I am looking forward to Artur Baturbia versus Joe Smith. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It'll be short and sweet. Yeah, I really am. Um, and I don't think there's anything else on the boxing horizon here. Is there, Vin? I'm sure there's some cards we're missing. It's like, you know, Kakajagi Tamaguchi's fighting, <laughs> defending his WBA regular strawweight belt. <laughs> You're not into that. You know, somewhere on the Ivory Coast. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. Right now, boxing's letting me down. This shit's disappointing. I'm getting bored. You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, just being a greedy motherfucker, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, well, rub one out. We got the pound for pound list next week. We do. We do. There's going to be some new entries on that list, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? I'm not really sure it's that much of a changing of the guard yet. No, no. Because here's the thing, man. You can't be, like, walking up into somebody's house and being like, yo, old motherfucker, you got to go. It's time to put you in the grave. It's time to put you in the ground. Because I'm telling you right now, I, I, I will say this before, and this isn't a disclaimer, but I guess it kind of is. When the pound for pound list comes out at the end of the year, when we do our award show, that will be a great reflection, especially if they squeeze in Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence by the end of the year. Yep. We will have a complete picture for the first time since we've been doing this show on who genuinely is to a certain degree of debate the pound for pound list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I think you're gonna have guys like Jamel Charlo. You're gonna have all kinds of guys on there. Fulton. Fulton. I mean, there's a, there's a arguments to be made for like twelve to fourteen guys. I was going through some old artwork that I was doing for old pound for pound shows, and I said there was one in there that said number ten Jermel Charlo. Uh, he might have gotten he might have gotten confused for his brother, who's having this kind of weird like I don't know if it's really a career or not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He'd be ducking Marajack Saluki and shit. Marajack. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who'd be ducking a guy named Mary Jack? Yeah, Salutsky, you know son. Salutsky. <laughs> yeah. I remember him. Remember we bought weed for him. He drove that purple Honda. Yeah, I smoke weed with him. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, man. If they could just squeeze that in by the end of the year, this pound for pound list will be complete. It really will be. We'll, yeah. we'll have uh, fucking Usyk. Will have been tested. Canelo. Everybody will have uh, their place decided by the only list that matters by the two smartest guys in boxing. And then you guys can take it and do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit what you do with it. Yeah, wipe your ass with it, jerk off on it, eat it. Yeah, who cares? A- after you do both of those things. <laughs> don't wash your hands. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Go shake somebody's hand first. <laughs> Go pat somebody on Hey, spread the love, man. <laughs> spread the fucking love. That's what hey, we do. Jimmy! <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here, man. Uh, I know it's another short episode, unless you got some other topics. Nah, son. You ain't got no topics? Nah, nah son. Nah? I, nah. I think it's just it's time to study. It's time to get ready for that mid-season pound-for-pound report <laughs> can't wait <laughs> it's gonna be some fucking hard-hitting journalism <laughs> it's what we bring here Kevin. absolutely we'll get interviews from all your favorite minds in boxing we'll yeah. get to the bottom of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yes yeah we'll get <laughs> we no. might not reach the bottom but... <laughs> well that's why i'm taking those testosterone pills man <laughs> You know what I mean? I used to, when I used to scour the bottom for gold, uh, I used to have a problem with the, with the hose getting stuck to the bottom. <laughs> but now I can't even reach the pebbles. It's yes. like, where's the bedrock? It's like, um, up Periscope? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then you mix it with whiskey and it's oh, apparently it's in periscope. <laughs> it's lacks structural integrity, Ken. <laughs> uh apologize to that one guy that always complains when he for some reason decides to listen to our fucking show while he's in the car with his kids. It's, come on, dude. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> There's like eight dick references per episode. I know. Uh, at least I have the, the courtesy to put my kids in the room right next to where we record the show. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, let's get out of here, Ben. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening to episode 356 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Please subscribe anywhere audio podcasts are available. Rate and review on Apple and Spotify. The video will be up shortly on the Boxing Rant YouTube channel. Support the show, patreon.com backslash boxing rent, and follow us on Twitter at Vince Cummings81 and at Kenny Keith Jr. We'll see you next time on the Boxing Rant Podcast. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My, my defense is impregnable. Anybody can get it.